This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 15, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. It's illegal for corporate managers to trade company stock on insider information, but for members of Congress who regulate corporations, the practice is perfectly legal. Is voter repugnance at the idea a sufficient disincentive to engage in the practice? Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. CBS is reporting something that is has been known uh, to exist in the past, but uh, has some cases that uh, seem pretty egregious to uh, to people watching, which is that uh, Congress, members of Congress, can engage effectively in insider trading. That is, they can trade uh, st- their portfolios based upon information that's not available to the public. And, and, that, and that overall is a reflection of the law is correct. So actions that congressmen, senators, and of course it's important to keep in mind their staff as well, might know about things that would come up that would impact a company stock. For instance, you might know that there's a hearing being announced the next day or the next week on a particular practice or a particular company. And of course, you could go out and short that and you would probably be able to make money off that. Of course, same things could happen in legislation. You might have a provision that becomes a law that would really help a particular company. You might have a provision in law that hurts a company. And it certainly is worth saying there is a large literature within sort of political science and finance that studies whether legislation actually impacts stock prices. In the consensus, as you would expect, is pretty strongly yes. So when these things do become public, they do impact stock prices. So the question is, what do members of Congress and their staff know ahead of time? In what should be the constraints on them, given that currently the law has no constraints on them? And of course, you might even create the perverse incentive for a congressman or senator to say, oh, you know, I might actually have a hearing to create an opportunity to trade. So again, some of the instances have looked at legislation such as the Financial Services Bill, Dodd-Frank Bill. Some have looked at, you know, Medicare Bill and how that would affect pharmaceutical healthcare companies. And of course, the broader problem with all of this is, of course, that Congress is so involved in very minute details that affect what businesses do. Congress has a tremendous opportunity uh, and sometimes quite a dangerous opportunity to impact share prices of publicly traded corporations. Would, uh, as Don Boudreau and others have advocated, would just simply legalizing insider trading address this problem at all? Well, the, I, I think it would be a little different and because, of course, I see uh, insider trading as essentially – something to be ironed out between management and shareholders. I mean, for instance, you could certainly legalize insider trading, but a, a corporation's charter, you know, devised by the initial shareholders or devised for, in lieu of – before a public offering might simply say, well, we're not going to engage in insider trading. So that is something that could be argued on the behalf of shareholders. But the argument that I think many economists make, which I'm certainly very sympathetic to, is that insider trading provides information. You know, you, you know, you might be able to tell ahead of time. It's also a signaling mechanism. For instance, if a, if a CEO is willing to go out and buy shares in the company, that's usually a signal that I believe in what we're doing. You know, and and, and the information that's coming forth, uh, you know, I believe in the big project. You know, we're going to undertake the big you know product rollout we're going to undertake. So it can send a signal to the marketplace that they have some confidence in it. And of course, the other side of it is if you see CEOs selling stock in a company. Now, of course, many of them will try to diversify because many CEOs are heavily invested in their own company because they often get paid 
in stock options and stock for the own company. So if you see something unusual, I mean, of course, if they're going beyond the usual sales, uh, that could send you a signal about the corporation, too. So there's certainly informational value there. I think Congress is very different in that regard. Um, it's highly unusual that a member of Congress is going to have some sort of knowledge about a corporation that they don't gain, that somebody else can't gain, for instance, for you know a public analyst, an equity analyst, or something like that. Um, and of course, there's also a broader issue of the information that a member of Congress would gain about a particular corporation is gained within his due course as a member of Congress. I mean, it, it, it's it's the equivalent to, you know, should, should employees of Securities and Exchange Commission be able to trade against stock companies that they're investigating? I mean, you could argue, um, you could argue, for instance, that if the FBI or the Department of Justice is, you know, should we let the attorneys that do antitrust cases trade? You know, so the question is, a, you're profiting, you're profiting from a public trust, and b, what kind of incentives does that create for you to create those profit opportunities? And so I think that this goes a little bit broader, and I think because the incentives here are quite different um, than they are for simply publicly traded CEOs of publicly traded corporations in general. So I don't see it as an apples and oranges between. Um, Share between management of a company engaging in insider trading versus members of Congress engaging in insider trading. So then, in <clears throat> so then, in principle, would you argue then that this is something that might appropriately be left to legislators and their constituents? Well, certainly, you know, to to a degree, it is. Uh, you know, for instance, I spent a, a number of years working on a uh, Senate committee. I never at one time held any individual stocks. Uh, I knew it was legal. I could have engaged in insider trading. Uh, I can certainly tell you the number of times I wanted to short Fannie Mae was, you know, because of what I knew about them as a company was very tempting. But I also knew that at a very basic level, if I did so and this information got disclosed, I would likely lose my job and I might even, you know, worse – cause my, the person I worked for, that senator, to lose his job. So there is some constraint on this in that it's simply embarrassing. Uh, now, of course, there, and of course, you can lose elections because of it. Jobs can be lost. But again, there's a question of will it ever become public? And it wasn't until an enterprising professor in Florida decided to put all this data together and run the numbers and ask, you know, are members of Congress making better investment decisions? Now, of course, you could say that, you know, the, the typical member of Congress is considerably more educated, arguably has a higher IQ, considerably more savvy on financial issues. So one might expect them to earn above average returns over the marketplace. But again, the questions are, are they earning returns that are related to inside knowledge that they gain? Um, and again, I think it's unwise for many members of Congress to hold anything but a sort of blind trust. Uh, but again, you know, whether you want to make that illegal is a separate question. It currently is not. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.